Hey guys, John here. I have Brad from Canada again. We has had such a good time doing Leon the Professional, so I invited him back here. So he's going to be my wingman tonight. I also have my other wingman or my wing woman, but she's going to be coming in in a few minutes. That's going to be Tamika from Two Blur Girls Podcast. So, without further ado, let's go on ahead, get on with the show. And hey, Brett, how are you doing? Talk to me, Goose. Well, I have a little bit of a movie review to do, and that is going to be Top Gun Maverick. And I'm going to just going to say this. I, going into the movie, I was wondering, okay, so how are they going to do this? How are they going to play off the nostalgia factor while also making this movie its own thing? And I couldn't be more pleased with this. You wind up having Tom Cruise, who's actually, after 30 years of be, being a captain, now has to go into being once again, into a Top Gun school, which he actually mentions that in the very first Top Gun movie where he's mentioned that he would like to be a teacher later on in the future. And then so it's me, this is what winds up happening. But he winds up having to do that after he winds up doing the Mach 10 test, which I thought was hilarious because, you know, Maverick, he always has to go that extra mile to, <laughs> to yeah, do that. Yeah, if, uh, if Maverick... Uh... Pete Maverick Mitchell Lake does anything. He pushes every envelope. He should have been an admiral like this. If uh, if you did watch the movie for, you know, I hate to tell everyone, we're going to spoil the hell out of this movie. But you know what? From the numbers, you've all seen it. And you've seen it twice. I'm planning on going seeing it again. I love this movie. Pete Maverick, he pushes the envelope every time. And the first 15 minutes of the movie is no exception he is a test pilot he's a pilot all he wants to do is fly splendid loved it and especially whenever you have i mean come on you actually have one of the best actors in the business in the very beginning of the film yeah you have ed harris yeah ed harris coming on show up to be angry and ed harris right oh Ed, ed harris has been 75 years old since I was nine years old. He looks old. He looks curmudgeon. He looks angry. You've seen him in the abyss. He, he is a perpetual 60, 70 year old man. And it it's so great. He plays that part. Perfect. Dressing Maverick down and everything. Even though when Maverick succeeds, he fails. And that's the way he likes it. And exactly, because this is exactly what happened when his last commander officer, whenever they, him and Goose pissed off the commander officer over there, and he's like, you know what? I can't do anything with you. You guys are the two of the best that we have, and you're actually number two on the list, so therefore I have no choice but now to send you over to Top Gun. So now it's basically the same type of scenario where you have Maverick, who pissed off the commander officer, Ed Harris, and Ed goes, you know what? You have a guardian angel with you, and... I was about to get rid of you. Now I have no choice but to send you back over to Top Gun to be a teacher. Legit. Like, that's where he wants to be. He wants to fly. And if he can't fly, he's going to teach people how to fly. You have the amazing John Hamm in the movie playing the Ed Harris Light, the pissed off CO that has to deal with Maverick. But you you ever worked with somebody, or maybe you are that person, that you are so good at your job that you can kind of just float. You can kind of just do your own thing, have a lot of fun. And they have to kind of let you be because you are that damn good. 
I'm not I, that I, good. <laughs> I, I, I've dealt with people like that under me. Uh, lucky me, I've, I'm in the position that I am that right now. So I just kind of float around, have a lot of fun. But that is where Maverick is. He's He does not want to be an admiral. He does not want no. to command people. He does not want to make the hard decisions. But he doesn't want to be like a crop duster. So he takes these little jobs, testing like prototype aircraft to to break Mach 10, Mach 11, Mach 12. And because of his talent, he's sent back to the Top Gun Academy, not to fly, which he thought was, but to train the next generation of Top Gunners. And as apprehensive as he is, he's in his element. He's in his, in his element because he gets to fly. He gets to fly with this new generation consisting of raw talent, but talent nonetheless, which consisting of his old wingman's son, Rooster. Right. Which ever since my hair, Rooster, I'm son, thinking of son of goose. Right. And ever since I'm hearing Rooster, I'm thinking of Allison Chains. Here comes the Rooster. Every single yeah, time yeah, yeah, here comes the rooster. Yeah, just a perfect, perfect call sign amidst other perfect call signs within within the cast. Most definitely. And, you know, I like how they wind up basically doing the nostalgia factor, but making it its own thing. And you introduce Miles Teller as Goose's son. And the way he's brought in is when Tom Cruise is being escorted out of the bar because of him uh, trying to seduce Penny, which is also a callback to this to the first film because he actually slept with her. Meg Ryan brings her up in a conversation, yeah. and so she rings the bell and she, he goes, "What does that mean? It means anytime that you say any derogatory things towards me, it means that you have no. to pay for their no, beer." No, 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 no. Every time you put your cell phone, you if you rest your cell phone on the bar, you got to buy a round. Oh, that that that's okay. that was the thing because it Thanks. is a no cell it it's a no cell phone kind of environment. It's an old school bar. It's a navy bar, and you buy around. You couldn't buy around. Then guess what? You get thrown out. As he was getting thrown out, Rooster showed up. Very, looking, we talked about this earlier. Not looking like Goose, looking like Goose's son. Exactly, and the resemblance though. That he has and the walk. He looks, he looks like his son. Yes. And he also, another thing too, is this could actually come off very corny because whenever he plays Great Ball the Fire on the piano, it could come off very cheesy or very over the top or it just doesn't land. He very, makes it land very, very fan, smoothly. Very fan service. It, it could have went very fan services. Oh, I remember that. All anybody watch this, if you did not like the original Top Gun. If you've not seen Top Gun, you do not have to rewatch this. You do not have to rewatch the original to enjoy this. You don't even have to see it. They lay out the plot so perfectly, so well, so constructed to the T that it's just it it is the perfect movie. It really is. And I, I don't get to say that about too many movies. I went in there as as a fan of the original. 
but I have not seen the original in about 10 years. I I wow. know some nostalgia factor and all that. I know the plot. I know <laughs> Goose. I know Iceman. I know everybody. But And I can quote it just from memes on the internet or GIFs or anything like that. But to watch this, this this, this is stunning. This This is tied. I originally said that it was my second favorite movie this year, but it is tied for my first right now. Yeah, this one's actually my favorite thing of going into the theater. And plus, it's also clocks in at two hours long, but you don't even feel the two hour runtime. No, at all. You, you blink and it's over and you sit and you watch for the credits. And that's what I loved. And here's the thing. I did do a Top Gun rewatch, which helped me with uh, with everything. But at the same time, like you said, you don't need to watch Top Gun to understand what's going on. Unless you want those little nostalgias and stuff like that. But even but then... If- if you have to rewatch it, you will you will not. If if like if you've never seen Top Gun and you watch Top Gun and you watch Maverick, you're you're gonna miss the nostalgia because that kind of stuff's ingrained in us. Right. Like I'm I'm 46 years old, so watching this like Top Gun, it 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 feeds into you. Uh, my ex-wife is the biggest Top Gun fan. I told her to go see this movie go see this it you'll 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 laugh you will cry like she can she can recite that movie verbatim and so she would be the biggest critic i i would lay money on it that this would be one of her favorite movies ever oh wow you see i'm 37 but here's the thing i didn't really grow a nostalgia at all for this film until maybe Three or four years later. I mean, not three or four years later, but until like back in 2015, whenever I first saw the film in its entirety. So therefore, I didn't grow up with it, but I can still feel the nostalgia factor with it. And also am excited for people who actually do feel the nostalgia factor with it because of the fact it gives them a reason to come back to something that they know. It's a warm hug. It's not in your face. It's not the latest Star Wars movie. It's not. Hey, hey, we're getting you back. It's, hey, welcome. You will enjoy this. Do you want to go over the plot real quick? Uh, yeah, basically Maverick is actually 30 years after he winds up uh, being a captain. And then, of course, like I said, he gets let go of testing out airplanes and stuff like that. He winds up having to go back into the Top Gun uh, school. So that's pretty much just a little bit of a plot point. that that's the basis plot um pete maverick being the best of the best which he is undeniably the best of the best oh. which is why they keep him on oh, exactly we're getting, joined, we're getting joined by another wingman people yeah right now she's flying up in the clouds right now so in a yeah, few minutes she's, she'll she's be below here. the radar she's below the radar she'll show she's, up right <laughs> i see her on the radar. she's very below the radar i don't even see her on my blimp but <laughs> Yeah, so Pete Maverick is the best of the best. He is not expected to train people. What he is expected to, excuse me, not expect to fly, expect to train the best of the best, the younger crowd, to eliminate a uh, uranium-enriched site. They, It's a faceless, nameless enemy, which is very smart, very fun. But the only way they can do it is to fly a very treacherous path that is physically, mentally, spiritually damn near impossible. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, Maverick does it, even though he's not supposed to. 
at the behest nope. of John Hamm, the pissed off C- commanding officer and all the rest, he shows that it can be done. And he has to have Goose, excuse me, Rooster, Goose's son. God, I'm going to say that a lot. <laughs> Goose's son be his wingman, be everybody's property. They have to get them to that point. And he does. He does through some ridiculous, amazing, practical special effects. There was no green screen. No. Every every actor trained to take the G-Force, and they did. And you can see it. You can see the way their head bobbles. You can see the way their chest heaves. It, it was it was stunning. I'd, I'd say go see it for the practical effects alone. But this but also you, gives you adrenaline rush, though. Go it's see also, it everything. It's so good. But Tamika, what's your thoughts on it? Well, let's welcome Tamika. Tamika yeah, well, Brad, I'm, I'm Brad yeah. from Canada. Thank you for yeah, thanks for uh, popping in, and thanks yeah. for allowing me to thanks for allowing me to crash your guys' party. <laughs> no, I, I was laughing at myself because I forgot to take the cover off, and I was like, "Huh, I know, I I know the video is showing." So I became <laughs> an old person for a minute, but I'm not that old. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I think like I I love Tom Cruise, and I commend him, but I I do get worried he's killing himself for us. But I like when I saw him go through where you said the G force and I saw him, I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is it. I Doing just know this is it. And yeah. Twist. And, and I was and like, oh, man, I just oh, it was I was just so impressed and fascinated. And I thought that there was a special effects, like a lot of it in here. And then I saw, I read a little bit about the behind the scenes and Tom wanted to be as realistic as possible. And he made this movie for the theater. And he's like, no, streaming services, you can't have this right now. I want people to come to the theater to watch this and experience it. And my only regret is I did not see it in, um, what is that, Dolby? Like, or IMAX, I, yeah, IMAX, yeah, or yeah I didn't either. Or anything. But, uh, you can feel the vibrations, you know, because <laughs> I was cheap, so I got just the regular showing. Frugal, you're not cheap, yeah. you're frugal. Thank you, you're, Thank you're cost effective. You. I, I like this brand, brand is super nice, yeah. But, I'm, I'm Canadian, we have, we have to. I, that's why I like you. <laughs> well, I like you too. <laughs> But another thing I want to mention is this. I'm glad that they actually gave them something more to do with the plot line this time and gave us more of a threat. And, you know, I like how they have to go through those exercises. And then, of course, Maverick's having a good time basically painting them uh, with his uh, lasers and stuff like that, his gun, and making them, oh, like a 200 push-ups and things like that. Oh, nice. I love that. It, it it was the hero's journey, and you're almost waiting for the hero to fail, to falter, or anything mm-hmm. like that. And he did. He did with his personal life. He did with um, with like dealing with his commanding officer and everything like that. But when it came time to perform and do what he did, he was flawless. He was flawless flying. And that that was so refreshing. You're waiting for 
him to eject. You're waiting for him to panic. You're waiting for him to, but no, guess what? The rest of my life might not be perfect, but do you know where I am perfect? In that cockpit. Because mm-hmm. I'm Pete fucking Maverick. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then I also like how he goes into the schoolroom and goes, see this book? Yeah, you know everything about it? Throws it away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. goes, you know shit. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, I, I commend him for that because you can only learn so much from a book. You need experience. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get experience from Maverick versus being digging yourself into a book. And also too, you if and also too, I like how they do this callback. If you think you're going to get yourself killed, you just have to do. Okay. And I like that how was, they do that. That was a horrible, like, and refreshing, heartbreaking scene when he said, "You didn't fly fast enough." What are you going to tell his uh, his family at the oh, funeral? Yeah. What are you going to tell his family at the funeral? Mm-hmm. You didn't pull up quick enough. What are you telling their family at their funeral that you're attending? Mm-hmm. And he made it real. Mm-hmm. He made it completely real. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of funerals, we we've we've talked a lot about about Maverick, and we've gushed over him because he was so great. But Maverick did not get to be Maverick, and not get to test all these planes, and not get to kind of skate free without my favorite character from the original which was uh, Iceman, Val Kilmer. Mm. Val, Val Kilmer rose to the ranks being the first Top Gun trophy recipient. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a big spoiler from the original Top Gun. Guess what? Yeah, Pete Maverick didn't win the Top Gun. Iceman did. Now, for him to actually... Like, Maverick was able to get screwed over by a myriad of times... And Iceman bailed him out because Iceman had so much respect for him. And Iceman did what Pete Maverick should have in, within rising the ranks. And to see the incomparable, uber-talented Val Kilmer back in the Top Gun franchise was a treat for me. Because mm-hmm. I'm a huge Val Kilmer fan. Yeah, and it's you know it's interesting hearing you talk about Iceman and Maverick's relationship because you know when you see Top Gun, the first one, you're like, man, this guy's a dick. Oh, they hate like, each other. Oh, he's a villain. Oh my god! And then it's kind of weird because it's like Iceman sees the potential in Maverick, and he's pushing him. He's like, no, you need to you know straighten up. You need to fly straight. You know, come on. You know, well, it's they- like it's got cause some character growth they kept they kept showing the picture at the end of top gun of maverick and iceman just kind Mm -hmm. of looking at each other appreciating each other they kept popping that in and that kept tom cruise maverick going Mm -hmm. and yeah ice ice was completely his guardian angel Mm -hmm. and they were able to work in val kilmer's unfortunately like if anybody knows, Val Kilmer has throat cancer, had throat cancer. He's beat it, but he he can't really speak. They wrote something similar into the film and did it kind of seamlessly and flawlessly, and allowed Val Kilmer enough respect to be Iceman again. Definitely, and you could you could see that he was Iceman. Mm-hmm. Like, and especially the look that he gives Maverick, he goes, um. Especially when he says you need to train them, 
How? How am I going to train them? And he just gives him that Iceman look. And he's like, you know how to train them. You're you Maverick. Exactly. Yeah. And we're going to show him like, cause his introduction in his film is through like text messages, which is something new. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. I'm gone. You know, it's like text messages, and then well, that's what that's what got that's what yeah. got Pete thrown out of the bar from <laughs> right the, now. Yes, as as good as Tom Cruise looks, the man does not age. Um, Jennifer Connelly ages like the finest wine. She is stunning. She is stunning. She is convincing, and her performance in the movie is amazing it was such the perfect foil mm-hmm. and such the perfect art for it like I, I i can gush for hours about this movie I, all i can say is go see it watch this again and anybody that watches will be just be nodding along mm-hmm. if you've seen yeah, it you're, you're you're nodding along and you're yeah. yelling at your screen right now saying you forgot about this yeah and we we did but we're just we're just all very overwhelmed it was a yeah. great yes. it was, it was, it was a perfect movie but Oh, another thing I want to mention is this, though, with Iceman, too. The way they do legendary characters with this, and I've seen legendary characters with, uh, you know, you reviewed this one with me, Tamika, was Halloween Kills. Uh, there's also the legendary uh, characters from the last Scream movie and stuff like that, and also, too, the horrible Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but <laughs> it just came out. But we've, seen, but we've seen how legendary characters are killed off. And the way they do it, like you said, Brad, was perfect with the way they did it. And it was a perfect way of sending off Iceman in a peaceful way where Tom can mourn over him and also to not make him feel safe either because it helped motivate the plot. Because now after he's gone, he has no protection. He's in the school in the school by himself. And the commander, who is a douchebag, winds up telling him wants to get rid of him. Perfect douchebag, though. Yeah, he's the perfect douchebag, the perfect angry douchebag that needs that knows hates hates the fact that Maverick is the best man for the job. Mm, Yuppie douchebag, but he knows he is. So guess what? Sure. Do you want to put? Do you want to put a couple billion dollars of uh, of aircraft at danger? Do you do you want to murder your friends, your colleagues, your students? It seemed like he did, but you knew he wasn't going to. No. And by allowing Maverick to fly along with them with the the final mission, which we knew he was going to, it would have been really weird. It would have been really weird if they said, Okay, Maverick, you're not flying and you're not picking Rooster as your ringman. It it was projected, and I'd say that was the only fan service. But leading up to it, it all made sense. You're going to take the best. Mm-hmm. You're going to take the best, and you're going to mine the best. Mm-hmm. And John and I were talking earlier, none of the pilots that were there felt that they were safe. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for Pete Maverick to get shot down and killed. I was waiting for Rooster to get killed. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for Hangman who never left the aircraft carrier, spoiler alert, um, to, to get killed. I was like, all of them. 
I was waiting for a death. And this might be the most original movie because they did not do a a dogfight in plain death. Mm. All the good guys lived. And mm-hmm. I don't care. I, I don't give a shit. That made me feel good. Mm-hmm. Me too. The good, the good guys won unscathed. Mm-hmm. And that has not happened in 20 years. Mm-hmm. No. But what's your thoughts, though, on t- Tamika, on that, though? Oh, I, um, the the mission was brilliant. Um, just to fly over, under the radar, and sort of speak, under the missiles. Um, and I was, one um, YouTuber said it was kind of like Star Wars, how Luke was trying to fly through and destroy the Empire, whatever. <laughs> totally. But, um, no, I can see that. That's, that's good. How it was. And I never even thought I, about that. I think it was brilliant just to fly under those um, launch missiles, so they won't detect you coming in. And the way when John Hamm wanted to take over, and he's like, "No, that's impossible. You can't do that. We'll just fly above in the air." And they're like, "Well, the missiles will still detect you because they're motion detected." And he's like, and well, was, you'll you'll do you'll do fine because yeah, he was like, you're right, fine. Yeah, you're the best. You're the best. He was you like, deal with that. that way won't work. And what? How many minutes did they have? They they gave him what four minutes? Four minutes. Four minutes and, to yeah. to do that to blow up this um whatever that hole was, and then the uranium, the uranium yeah, closet, blow that up. In four minutes, and John Hammond's like, "That's impossible. You can't do that. Uh, we're just gonna fly like way above in the skies, and they won't really detect us." Like, yeah, I was you guys, like, you, this guy does not three, need to be a leader. He's gonna three kill three of the, three of the four of you will get shot down, but maybe yeah. that fourth one might do what we need. Yeah, it's just the sacrifice. Then, then killed later. You're yeah, fine. We'll just replace <laughs> you in Top Gun. Right, no big deal. We'll, no, we'll just get one of the reserves on the on the back burner, you yeah. know, and fly, do the same thing that yeah. got you killed. And like and that's Maverick it. was saying, like, and they come home. And he's like, well, Maverick, not everybody comes home. It's okay if some die. He's like, no. No, it's I, not. I want them all to come home safely. Yeah, that was, that was a great. I, I, you know what? I, I keep gushing, but, like, this was a moral victory for the good guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. And everybody is so cynical. Everyone loves the bad guys. I love the bad guys. I loved Iceman in the original because he was the bad guy. I loved Hangman because he was just the perpetual bad guy, the foil that mm-hmm. he was the fuel. He kind Ice- of reminded me of Maverick, but more of a douchier version of Maverick. Yeah, he was in a, a, he was a Maverick. Right. You know what? You need, you need the teammate villains as fuel. No, I, right. I just hated his face the whole time they showed him. I was like, I just want to punch that guy in the face. Okay, but then, okay, <laughs> well, but then. Iceman is different. I don't okay, know why. But then Hangman, okay, you hated his face. Then Hangman took his shirt off. What'd you think then? I still hated him. <laughs> you wanted to punch his ass. Wow. That's what you wanted yeah, to do. I wanted to punch him in the face and You would have broke your hand on those abs. I caught everybody in that movie. Everybody in that movie did a lot of sit-ups. Yeah, like they had the push-up scene, but like after seeing the I, it did nothing the dogfight football, everybody did a lot of Brad, sit-ups. It, for some reason, it did nothing for me, Brad. 
Um, really? Did a lot for me. The Happy Pride Month, everybody. More for me than this scene. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, this is good. This scene, this I was like, good. this is okay, but it's not 19. It's not volleyball. It's not volleyball. It's not volleyball. <laughs> and then Tom Cruise taking his shirt off. And I was like, Tom, no, put it back on. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Listen. Then he he heard me, and then he ran and put his shirt on and sat down. And he's like, "Oh no, Tamika told me put my shirt on." Well, Tamika. To be fair, Tom Cruise is 114 years old. Okay. Well, he 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 looks pretty well. I hope I look that good when I'm 40. I'm 46. He he did look well, but I was like, Tom, no, just just well when you when you're surrounded by 20s and 30 year olds that are like bred genetic perfection like i'm pretty sure they took the captain america's secret soldier serum because they're just like cut from marble and chisel everybody you know what it was it was a great scene it was fun to watch it was fun to see tom cruise give him more more like hey this is a team we don't need to fly right now they they need to learn they need to learn to gel together the ones that hate each other can still hate each other, but they will respect each other. Did exactly. Brad and John did nothing for me. Like the 1980 ones. That was that, <laughs> that, that was the real deal. Volleyball. For me. You know what? There was not that much sweating in this one. There was like a lot of sweat. No, and, uh, I mean, like the greasy sweat. <laughs> everybody looked, everybody was very glistening. Yeah. Yeah. I want you like glistening and lard and then just covered in ooze. That's what I need. But, What's up, Anthony? It's good to see you in the live Anthony. chat, man. <laughs> Maverick was fire. was fire. Maverick was fire. But you like, know what? I'm going I'm I'm to go see it. When I have nothing to do, I'm going to go see this movie. I want to see Matter of fact, Brandy and I are supposed to go see it because she wants to see it. Her daughter wants to see it. So we're going to go on ahead and see it uh, Saturday, hopefully. Oh well, but, I'm going to tell you something. Listen, my ex-wife is dying to see this movie. I will take her to this movie. So I can see it again. Her and I get along very well. But she needs to see this movie. She is such a fan of the original. She needs to see this movie. And if she's too shy to go by herself, I will take her. She can buy the popcorn. I'll buy the tickets. Mm -hmm. I want to see this again. Nice. Another thing I want to mention was this. The camera angle where you see uh, Goose's son uh, and Tom playing. Uh, the football and how they pass each other and almost has that high five kind of moment that him and goose had, but there's some tension there. That's not ready to be formulated yet, but to deal with their demons. And I like how they're playing off that though, too, is Tom is still feeling guilty from goose from goose's death and trying to, and then also too burying the guilt also too of the repercussions of dealing with that guilt by punishing his own self. And to protect, well, uh, and, and Bruce, Rooster's not cool with with Maverick. For mm-hmm. one, there there is implications of his father's death, and mm-hmm. two, Maverick had authority to postpone Rooster's career mm-hmm. um, through influence or whatever. He did it for about four years now. Rooster thinks that it's just because he didn't want him to fly because there was implications that, that Rooster might fall under the same tragedy that Goose did. But Maverick's like, you know, listen, I would love for you to fly. You just weren't ready. 
and that is a thread that goes in the throughout the movie you're not ready to go fast enough you're not ready to trust yourself you're not ready that's why i pulled your papers that's why you did not fly for the four years you can be mad at me go ahead be mad it's brought up later that rooster's mother who is no longer with everyone had a request that maverick hold his papers because she knew he wasn't ready either Mm -hmm. and maverick my favorite line is like better him resent me than his mother his mother's no longer with us mm-hmm. and that that was that was just that was a hot line it was mm-hmm. so good you know that you know if you if you say i'm gonna ride my bike and i'm gonna jump this ramp and your folks say don't do it it's not because they're trying to ruin your fun it's because they know you're gonna wipe out hard right yeah and they still do it. didn't like <laughs> we, we'll, we'll we'll i'll skin my knee rooster was gonna die oh yeah yeah yeah. Especially when he was going way too slow for other people. Other people were actually yeah. ahead of him. He but wasn't ready. No. But I want to get Tamika's thoughts on some of the other stuff, though. Uh, what about... Totally. What some... Oh, I was, I was going to just jump in what you were saying, John, just now. In the training exercises, he was slow, too. And, um, oh, gosh, it wasn't fanboy. I forgot which one. He was like, hey, you need to pick up speed. And he was just hesitant you know and like you said tom was like don't think just do and he was just very hesitant and scared and gripped with fear like oh no i'm gonna die like my dad you know and you don't need anybody like that on your team and when tom was like okay i picked rooster i was like the fuck you doing you're gonna die with this man he can't even fly look at him jeez yeah but he he did well. He you know Tom was like I told you don't think just do. So you know he eventually got it. But I don't know in real life if they they would have picked Rooster. <laughs> but this well, is this is Top Gun life. So in Top Gun, life, <laughs> yeah, you pick Rooster. Top Gun life. Top Gun life. I need. A I need to make that as a t shirt now. Life. Top Gun life. <laughs> Going life. I already know you how make, to make it. So don't you have like the Top Gun life? Like Tamika. John, you make that shirt. I'll buy three. I will <laughs> buy three. Okay. Top Gun life. I'm, I'll make it right after this. I want, <laughs> I want uh, half of the profits because I just okay. You got it. Three got quarter. It. Three quarter. Three <laughs> quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah. Where people get paid, Tamika? Come on now. This is true. This is true. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the um all all the scenes in the film were great. And I actually had to go back and look and I was like, Penny, who is Penny? And they she was mentioning just one line in the first mm-hmm. time. One line. And I was like, oh, okay, because I knew they had history together. And I like the fact that she busted his balls. And oh, I yeah. think she did it longer than I would have liked um, the instructor in the first Top Gun. Like she, she could have stretched that out longer and did <laughs> more of a cat and mouse with Maverick. But of course, she got, she couldn't resist Maverick's spell. She was like, "Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Oh, I risk my career. Let's sleep together." You know, <laughs> oh, come on, you gotta do well, first of all, first of all, we've we, we've all out. we've all been there. We've all Penny been there. stretched it out, and when she was ready, when she was ready, she just opened her door, yeah. and walked in, 
and left it open. And Merritt was like, "It, oh, do I go? I'm like, she didn't have to say nothing. She was like, I'm ready. Let's do this. And you come in when you want to come in. I'll be upstairs. And that's how you do it. You do it like Penny. You don't do it like the other woman where Tom's like, come in her house and like, oh, I'm going to take a shower. I'm like, you're going to take a shower? And you were an hour late for a date. Oh, Kelly McGillis. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you know what the, do you know what the, do you know what the greatest thing about this movie is? Like, yeah, uh, Jennifer Connelly is uber sexy, but they did not push over sexualize her. They did not over sexualize. Yeah. They did not give her tight pants and the push up bra and everything. She had a natural sex appeal. And you know mm-hmm. what? They all, they all did. Even playing the football and even John Hamm, everybody had just a natural sex build. It's a very good looking cast. Yes. Yeah. It was appropriate but for their age. It was it was a natural cast. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure test pilots don't really look like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know any test pilots. I don't know any um naval officers, stuff like that. Some of them might. I hope they all do. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for your service. Yeah. But it is a movie, but they did not over-sexualize anybody, including the main cast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's rare. It is. It definitely is. Um, let's see here. I do want to talk about like the very last thing where we wind up seeing, basically, when at the towards the end of it, where basically you wind up seeing Rooster go back from Maverick because of the fact that, you know, he's about to be, he's actually being shot down, and he. And basically, Rooster makes the call like Tom Cruise did in the very first Top Gun movie. He goes back for the person instead of leaving leaving him behind. Always go and back. He went back, and then you know I like how also too he finally uh, Tom is over there. He's on the run from the helicopter. Then you see Rooster. He goes ahead and blows it up, blows up that helicopter because I'm like, oh my god! And this is where those oh my god moments come from. Because at first you're like, oh, thank God, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, there's this helicopter that just comes out of nowhere. I'm like, oh my! And then it's like, <laughs> you have maybe a five second breather, yeah, right. Oh. And then, no, you you were clenching, you were clenching, yeah, like because you were expecting something bad to happen, right? And, and then it, it it didn't, and it was no, and, so refreshing. They did not kill anybody off. Just to kill anybody off, mm-hmm. right? And then every, every, everybody right. was special in it. Yeah. Sorry, but I man, like how, make, no, 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 man. You're totally fine. But here's the thing, though. I like how after you see the see uh, Rooster ejects himself, and then Tom goes running to him, and you're thinking that he's going to go ahead and thank him for saving his life. You embrace no, him. He goes right, and instead he goes, "What the hell was that?" He just him him. He goes, well, you did tell me not to think, just do. And what then were he just you thinking? Yeah, yeah, what were you thinking? In all honesty, he did say, You're all right. Huh. And then pushed him. Yeah. Right. He asked, Was he okay? Yeah. And yeah. It, a very um, Jurassic World moment that, you know, gets gets back in the old in the old F 14. Knows that he's outclassed, was outclassed by the the other fighter pilot with the uh, Generation 5 fighter. The moves that they did, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was so enamored by the, it looked like 
the the clouds rolling over like the visual effects as they were speeding they weren't effects they were real because they were really hitting supersonic speed they were breaking the sound barrier Mm -hmm. and just the way the planes rolled up and did everything that they did it was it was stunning stunning Mm -hmm. we we don't deserve movies this good no no and here's the thing paramount and tom cruise knew what they had Mm -hmm. and therefore i don't blame them for not putting uh, for putting this on streaming services because this deserves to be in theaters this deserves to be shared with the public and have the nostalgia for, that are there for the nostalgia that's there for the plot to revisit Maverick again and his adventures that he's going on in this in this new 2022 world now that he's set in. So I love that. And then also too, when you finally see him in the hangar, you actually see in the background that the Maverick helmet that he once wore is hanging up in the in the bunker, showing and symbolizing that he's retired now. Yeah, he hung it up. He hung it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He hung up everything. Yep. And I, I don't know if you guys had it before the film started. You know, Tom was talking mm-hmm. to the audience. Did yes, you we got that too. Yeah. Thank, thank you like, for coming oh back to God, the movies. God, I hope you enjoy this. Movie. I made this for you. I was like, oh, Tom, for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. But you At least it wasn't his ex-wife explaining in AMC theaters. <laughs> yes, uh, that's right. <laughs> movies are here. Oh god. Yeah, we, we, we didn't get that part in Canada. Like, this is That'd awkward. be hilarious yeah. though. You have Tom Cruise that comes on after her <laughs> to uh, talk about <laughs> what you gotta do is Google Tom Cruise Oscar speech about movies. And he actually is great. he speaks about how like this is entertainment and this is a very frivolous entertainment, but it has afforded us to be with you guys tonight and several people watching us. Movies are very important. Mm -hmm. They make you feel something. They make you think something. They make you dream something. Even Mm -hmm. the bad ones, even the horrible ones, Mm -hmm. the bad movies are fuel for you to go see good movies. Mm -hmm. And just listen to him talk like Google Tom Cruise Oscar speech about movies. It hits. Mm. It really hits. And it makes everybody, especially us, Movie Lovers Unite, Scene Invaders, Mm. we're here because of our our love for all of this. Wow, Tom. And this is a perfect movie to appreciate our love for all of this. Right. If I close my eyes and you say that, I'm like, wow, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) another thing i want to mention too about movies is this too is the fact that you're sitting there in a theater packed with strangers that you don't know you're sharing experiences with strangers that you don't know this is why i made this movie podcast is because of the fact that you're sharing an experience with somebody that you don't know you're also going in there with an ex- the same experience as everybody else's. No one's worried about religion anymore. No one's re- worried about sex, re- uh, race, or any of that. None of that stuff yeah. matters. You're there to sit there and to be entertained for two and a half hours to share the same experience that everyone else did. And also, too, maybe you might meet a friend that you never thought before. Because I actually had a conversation during Transformers with some guy I didn't even know. And him and I became friends. So, it's so it, cool. that's about... And that's one of the, that's why I call this movie Love Is Unite because it's about uniting people together. 
and everything and a space. So, you know, that's what uh, I look at movies. Tom Cruise brought us all together. Yep. Thank you, Tom. Thank, Thank you, Tom. Tom. Thank, Thank you, Tom, Tom Cruise. Thank you for mm. everything. And John, like you said, you united the three of us. I like you're it. having a great time gushing about this movie. Yeah. I nobody has said one poor thing about this movie. That's pretty special. That's good. It's pretty rare. I in particular would like to hear what the service men and women think about this film. Because I know that they covet. I know that I don't know any Air Force pilots, but I can imagine they covet top gun. I've heard stories where people have sung the the, um, song in the bar and the first Top Gun, and that's how they met their wives. Well, sing it for us. No. (laughs) I did it for her the other, uh, for Top Gun (laughs) 1. She didn't like it. But... uh, You sing it, John. Come on now. Give us a bar. I'll sing the rest. I'll sing the rest. You start it. Because I have, I I know it's not the song. I have uh, Take My Breath Away, but I, we, it's Uh, You've lost that love and feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be my song back in this one. Me too. I thought I thought they would, but I'm just glad that they just did the Great Balls the Fire song. It, and then it, just let the movie be its own it thing. Moved it. it moved it. It moved it perfectly. But yeah, I thought this movie was fantastic. It's perfect. Um and by the way, I might actually ask Anthony if uh from ACS <laughs> Universe because he's actually military. Ex military. Oh, cool. So yeah, I might actually ask on this. Have him comment upon the the rewatch. He said, I, I, would, I would love to hear that. Fire. Fire. He yeah. used like eight emoji fires, I think. Yep. That's yes, good because, yeah, that's that's his rating because I've been on his show before. So basically, if he says something is fire, that means it's good. So fire is good. All right, yep. Anthony. Good job. Well, so. what is your guys' rating system? I'm uh, Brad from Canada, so my is six out of six beers for Top Gun Maverick. John, I'll let you do that. John, I'll let you make it. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll let Tamika uh, go, and then I'll go last. I would okay, I want to hear give it. it uh, nine out of ten Tom Cruises. <laughs> Very good. I have a weird crush on Tom Cruise, even though so he's I. that shit it, crazy. It, it's not weird at all. I just have a crush on Tom Cruise. Oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. Uh, no, no, you're good. <laughs> I have 9.9 out of 10 bombs. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> oh, <perfect>. <laughs> and I don't mean that as in a bad way. I mean that as a good way, as if Tom Cruise is bombing Double. that military base. The uranium, the uranium right. deposit. Exactly. He did, he did it perfectly yeah. as we wanted him to, as he did. Everybody and, was. Uh, everybody was firing on every yeah. cylinder in this movie. Yeah. And why won't you see the next... I'm sorry. I'm, why won't you see the next Mission Impossible film? Did you see the trailer? This yep. relates because it's a Tom Cruise thing. Yep, they they played the trailer for yeah. Mission Impossible. I have no idea what that movie's about, but I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there first day. <laughs> <laughs> to make it come to Canada, I, I will take okay, you to that cool. movie. I yeah, will take John you to that movie. He didn't want to see it anymore. He's, he's done with what? Mission Impossible. Oh, no. There's, there's other things that he can do that he hasn't killed himself yet. So there's other <laughs> things that he can think of. <laughs> <laughs> he's always near death in every well, 
In right. this movie, he was Pete Maverick Mitchell. In yep. the next yeah. one, he'll be Ethan Hunt. He was near so death. In this you could call him Tom Cruise, whatever you want. I love the characters he plays. So, with that being said, that's going to be it for this. But tomorrow night, you guys can join me for a Reminiscing with John episode. I'm going to have my friend Kyle on the show. Uh, we did a show a while back in 2020, and he's going to be coming on. I've been friends with him since third grade. We're going to be talking about our childhood uh, movies, stuff like that that we grew up on, talking about Jurassic Park. We're going to go on ahead and talk about different nostalgia stuff that we we loved as kids. And then on, let's see, then after that on Thursday, I have my Godfather 2 rewatch review. And then Friday, I have Obi-Wan Kenobi. And all those are also going to be starting, let's see, 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern Time for Godfather 2, 9 o'clock PM Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern Time for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that's everything that you need to know here about Movie Lovers Night. And I hope that everyone has a great and safe night. Thank you again, Tamika. Thank you, Brad, for joining me once again. I always appreciate that. And Thanks, always guys. until next time. You're very so welcome. It's always a blast having you guys on here. And always until next time. Bye. Bye, Tom. Bye, Tom.